Well, welcome everybody. Today I'm talking with Stephen Yu from Willow Data Strategy. Um, Stephen, we've already been talking a little bit, sure. but uh, if you could just give a rundown of who you are and, and what you do, that would be great. Yes, I've been in this data and uh, analytics industry for about 35 years, and now I'm independent consultant. So I work as a uh, part-time uh, chief data officer or chief analytics officer for the folks who really don't need a full-time chief analytics officer, which could be very expensive. But we all have data and you have a uh, need to monetize data assets. And I'm the kind of a person who look at the situation and say, hey, you want to make money with your data? This is your roadmap, depending on what you have and what you don't have so that you can monetize your data assets fast. So I work as a coach and a, and a mentor, if you will, for the folks that who are doing the analytics and data play on your side. Or if you want to hire somebody, I'll find somebody to do that for you and manage them. Um, so yes, I've been doing this for a long time. So I was a head of analytics for big companies uh, for a long time. Now that I'm independent, so I have more freedom to do just to what I like to do and help our folks with the data and analytics challenges. Now, can you give me an example of what you mean by helping people out with, is there any kind, is there a size company that you typically work with or? So here's what I found out over time is that it really doesn't matter about the size of the company. The big companies have their own analytics team anyway, and they still need coaching by the way, and I'm doing a lot of those right now. Uh, but even the mid to small size companies, there's no small problem. We all have the same aspiration and we all have to make money and show resolve. And they all have mounds of data. It's like, even if you have only like 50,000 or 100,000 customers, you are in a position to milk those information so that you can create more uh, multi-channel buyers, convert the one-time buyers into multi-buyers, increase the customer value. If they're about to leave your service, then you have to hold them back. If they indeed leave you, then you have to win them back too. All these things are based on data and, and, and there are different kinds of techniques and things that you have to do to really get those uh, uh, things going on. So my role as a coach is that I look at the situation, I ask you, say, hey, what, is, what do you want to do? Because I have to know that. Is it about expanding your customer base? Is it about milking more customer value out of the existing customers or locating potential loyal customers and treat them differently? What do you want to do? If I get that, then I, uh, I look at your data assets. So, you know, I put out the roadmap, right? This is how you clean the data, this is how you organize things, this is how you employ analytics to get to that point of where you have a very uh, high, highly advanced marketing plan in terms of targeting and personalization. Yeah, we are here to talk about personalization, but in data place, really it comes down to that. Like, yeah, just because you have all this data and, and a contact list, does not mean they have to contact everybody. You have to be more selective because as a recipients of such messages, we're all sick of too many emails and too many messages. And we're tired of it because you know why most of them are not about us, it's about what they're trying to sell. But in this data, data environment, you know a lot about a lot of people. You can figure out two things. One is, should I be talking to this person right now? And if so, do you know what to say? And that's what personalization is. Like you cannot show the same offer, same picture, and same email to every, absolutely everybody. And hope to God that they say, oh yeah, that's interesting. No, we're in a place where you can figure out what you are, what they are all about. It's not about you, it's about them. Because I'll give you an analogy. Um, you could take a group photo of any situation, and you give a group photo to everybody who was in that picture. 
You know what people do? They look at themselves first. Let me see how I look. Me is the most powerful motivation to do something. If they know that, oh, this guy, I'm using some guitars in my background, say, oh, Stephen Yu is really a guitar enthusiast, and he plays electric versus classical versus whatever, acoustic guitar. And you may not know that, but at least you got the concept of guitar. Well, then let's not talk about something else. Talk about what he would be interested in. Now, you get to the level where, you know, if you look at Amazon and whatnot, they do some of those things. It's not like they're the best. Because they think that, I bought this mouse from Amazon, by the way. You know how many emails that I got to, for them to sell more mice to me? I'm thinking, how many mice do I really need? Maybe this is the last mice that, mouse that I'll ever buy for the next like five years until this one dies. The world is not controlled by the marketers anymore. Just because we happen to have some data with us and we have some idea that who they are, does not mean that we own that customer. The customers, in exchange for the, the information that they give us, they have the full control. Now, a lot of countries, by the way, Europe and Asia is more tough on this. Right? They're giving the complete control of the data, the fate of the data to the users now. But you cannot do this, you cannot do that. A lot of regulations, but even without the regulations. I'll say they have full control because they can always cut you out. You keep sending the same thing, the same thing all the time. And, and I've seen guys or apparel companies who are very reputable too. These guys send 14 emails per person per week, every week. Wow. And they were wondering, say, how come my click-through rate is going down? Well, because you are training, sir, for them to ignore your messages, because this is what happens. You have to be more selective. They, then what people do, they have a full control of the situation now. I'm going to opt out. We all know how hard it is for you to get that information from either email address or address so they can talk to them. That's not, that's not for free. And you talk about a lot of marketing dollars going into the information like that. But if your own inability to target better and personalize better is leading to opt-out and or non-responsiveness, what a loss. But if you stand out, and the way you stand out is that you have to make it about them, not you. Your goal is always, I'm going to, I'm a channel manager. I control this email channel. So I'm going to send more emails because I'm being rewarded by the number of successful email campaigns. If you're a creative director, how are you rewarded? You fulfill the needs for campaigns. It's not about how many people saw you and responded to you. It's about how many items that you created. The link is not all the way there, but we all have to work together, the data people analytics people, creative people, technology people. We all have to work together so that the recipients of the information that you're about to, to send out is intrigued and interested and ultimately respond. What's the response? They click, browse, shop around, put things in a shopping basket. Ultimately, you check out. That's not the end of it. You check out and you do it again. Then you're becoming a loyal customer, multi-buyers. This journey inevitably requires data. And every step that I just described here, produce data every step along the way. And, and you cannot just throw those data away. And even the small, this is a long answer for the small business conversation. There's no such thing as a small business anymore. The only thing that I ask for at this point, it's not about the science, it's about how much data that you have. 
and most importantly, do you have will to make a difference to make your business better? Every little interaction is spawning off some type of data that you can use to segment or you know create more meaningful conversations. It reminds me of this conversation that I had with a local sushi chef because I used to go to that sushi place, of course, before pandemic quite often. And uh, he was a very shy man. And one day he was curious in terms of what I do for a living. So I said, I do database marketing. In those days, by the way, some time ago, it was a, before any terms like big data was invented. So I had to explain what I do. I, I asked the question, instead of answering the question, I was like, okay, you're, you own a sushi restaurant. You must have loyal customers. I was like, yeah, I do. How do you maintain that knowledge? It's all in his head. You know that, hey, that man does not like too much wasabi. This guy doesn't like certain type of fish, or he, she doesn't like shellfish. She, he knows those things. But I said, you do that, right? So you customize your service based on what you know about that person. So what I told the sushi man was this. Imagine that you could do these things for millions of people through the database. You start with the knowledge that somebody's into something. Then you react to that knowledge. And of course, the knowledge in a, on a computer is not as friendly as what's written there. It's, like, it's not as straightforward as, yeah, that guy doesn't like too much wasabi. It's not like that. So that's where the analytics comes in. You have to analyze it. I don't know for sure, but this guy looks like a wine enthusiast. How sure are you? Just like weather report. I'm about 70% sure that he's a wine enthusiast. And my goal is that it doesn't stop there. Is that if you know that if somebody is 70% chance wine enthusiast and you're selling cruise ship ticket, and we'll talk about that example before this call, then instead of just saying the same thing, same offer, same everything, you show uh, two glasses of really fine wine in a nice sunset on a cruise ship, you show that picture to that person. So you know why it's about them, it's not about you. If it's just about the cruise ship, you just show the, all the stacks of the cruise ship picture and call it a day. Of course, you can always use a nice cruise ship on a sunset and you can use that, yeah, it's fine. But what if somebody is not about the wine? Somebody's about, I'm more into like adventure seeking behavior. I wanna get on a like a paragliding or whatever. Or well, I have a young, young children. So I'm, it's very important for me to have something to do with my young children. Or well, I'm into shopping. So I, is there any shopping? An expedition during those stops? Yes, you're selling the same cruise ship ticket, but the way you talk about it is different because you know more about them. If you don't know for sure, then you at least create probability of somebody being something. I don't know for sure that if he's a family man, but it's like 80% chance that he's a family man. And what, what is the likelihood of uh, him being a wine enthusiast? 60%. Then you know that when you have one chance to talk about something about something, you know that I'm going to emphasize the family friendliness. <laughs> but imagine there's a website or the text or the, or the email or even the snail mail. You don't have to send the same picture or same content or same offer to everybody all the time. Because you know why? Because you know who they are. Or if you don't know, at least you know somebody's likely to do something or not likely to do something, you know that probability. You have to have the data to have some idea of what people are about. But all the data are in a really bad, dirty, like messed up shape. Or some data are great, but 
it's, it's an expression of, yeah, he clicked at this offer four times last month, or, or his income is this, or his number of children is that. It's just pieces of that. You have to put it together that it becomes a form of a question that, you know, what's the question? How likely is he to be an early adopter of technology? That's a the question. Then you answer is, yeah, he's about 65% chance. That's analytics. You have to convert the data into the form of answers to questions. If you have that answer, that answer should be linked to the creative assets that you have. As if somebody's an early adopter, are you gonna show the same piece of technology or show them something different, something more cutting edge? Or the other way around, I am coming up with a new technology and it's quite different from anything that we have seen before. So whom, to whom should I send these offers first? So you can use it as a campaign plan, planning so that you show this particular new product to certain group of people calling targeting. Then of course, the fourth element is always display technology. Whether we call it a dynamic, dynamic content when it comes to email or the website. You used an analogy before we started uh, talking mm -hmm. about um, creating a movie. And I almost yes. wonder, you know, it, if we're gonna use that as an analogy, I would think the CMO is Maybe the director, um, movie producer, movie, movie producer. producer. <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay. So I'm not, is, I'm not a movie buff, so I don't know what everybody does. So, when this work, when when you've seen this work successfully, who initiates it or who owns it? Who is the producer? I call them a champion. This is a sales term because when you sell something, I mean, I'm an outsider, you're an outsider. We always have to sell our services, and we always try to identify the buyer, the money back guy, the CFO, or somebody who pays for all these things. There's always a champion with a vision. It could be a director, it could be the CMO, I don't care. Somebody with a vision who can see beyond just their channel, just their product, but beyond all these things. Somebody who would understand that, yeah, this is not about us, it's really about the customers who see these things. That person should be the champion. <clears throat> that champion should put together a task force, if you will, that, oh, I need an expert in data and analytics. I need an expert in creative elements. Let's have them talk to each other. If we have that meeting before anything, if I say out loud in front of you, you're already thinking about different pictures and different creatives. Exactly. And there's no surprise when I just throw at the last minute, like, hey, uh, these are, you know, <laughs> a bunch of personas and we have to have a different picture for all these things. And you go like, hey, I have two weeks left before the campaign starts. Why didn't we talk about it until now? So I say that the champion's role is not just the project manager, not just the guy who paid for these things. You gotta have a vision and a purpose. If you have the right purpose and understand the elements of these things, then he will bring or she will bring the right team together up front. And I think that's the, if I have to take away one thing out of this conversation with you today, that'll be it. Let's be more proactive. We should talk about how we're going to measure the success as well. Because you know why? Just because you show different pictures to some wine enthusiast or early adopter doesn't mean that you're going to double the click-through rate. How are you going to measure it? Because from the, the money backs point of view, they go like, oh, I did all these new things and you know, I expect a lot. Let's make some money from day one. It's bad for me. It's bad for you. Mm -hmm. Because the expectation is too high. 
I want to be able to control that expectation, say that, hey, sir, this is all good, but it's not some magic one where you just do something different and you magically increase your sales by 50%. Such things don't happen. This is a game of probability. Over time, iteratively, will increase the response rate and overall, the effectiveness will go up, the loyalty will go up, people are less bored, opt-out rate will go down. Hey, it's not something that we just do it once and forget about it. If I'm talking to you, I want to talk to you, by the way, for a foreseeable time because it will never end just because we successfully finished back to school campaign. <laughs> There's Thanksgiving coming up. There's a Black Friday. There's Christmas coming up. And, and when your spring comes in, hey, everything that we did for Christmas is forgotten about. We have to do new season. In fact, ignoring what happened in Christmas because it will not happen again like that in, Christ, in the spring season. So this is a, this is a long wrap. So I, 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 going back to the champion thing, every time I realized that oh my God, all this work that we did on the data analytics side was not fulfilled. It's because of lack of planning, lack of communication, or misunderstanding, or what I call last mile execution. It's because that's important too. Let's say you and I are on the same page and we did all these things together and they talk to each other through the system. But what if the marketing, cam marketing campaign guys don't care what we did? <laughs> that has to happen too. So again, how do we trace back to the top guy? I don't care about the title, CMO, director, whatever product name, I don't care. We have to have a champion. Well, thank you for today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed this conversation. I hope that we could get to do it again. Maybe we, next time, if there's next time, we'll talk more or something specific about what are the big challenges. And for example, we talked about possibly the, how do you set up the personal, personal menu? Yes. How do you know what to do first? And that's more tactical discussion, but something that is more, uh, you know, leg on the ground type of thing. We can talk about that uh, if there's a next time. Excellent. I love that. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about next time is the persona menu, because that was going to be another question, but I know we'd probably go for an hour plus just, <laughs> that is just on that topic. That's right. Great. Well, have a nice fall day and um, have a nice uh, day. I thank you for the invitation. Oh, and thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thank you.